All right, welcome. It's Wednesday. This is Orion Rising. I am your host, Leonard O'Neill. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, or good morrow, depending on where in the world you are tuning into the show. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Namaste. I'm on Wednesday, right? Different day. I'll be on Friday doing that. I told you I was going to be starting to do <clears throat> another show during the week. I decided to come on today. Um, mostly because it's the middle of the week and I was doing a Wednesday show before, but also um, my Monday was busy, my Tuesday was busy, and my Thursday is busy, and Friday is my Friday show this week. So this is the day that I decided to come on on Wednesday. So I'm going to try and do a show on Wednesday that will be about other things. And today we're going to be talking about um, spiritualism, more, more over the creation or the idea and um, uh, the different ideas about that, right? Um I'm going to be talking on the 24th um, in, in a little bit more in depth on on this. If you want, I'll put a link up in the in the chat. It's an actual paid event, uh, so you guys will have to pay. It's eleven dollars and eleven cents American uh, to hear. There's I think there's four or five of us that are speaking, thirty minutes at a time. So I'll be actually talking more today, but I'm going to touch on what I'm going to be talking about there. Okay, um, a little bit, and I'll give you a little bit of that, and then we'll go into. Um, you know, whatever, and I'll take questions from you guys as we go. So it is going to be about spirituality, uh, it, but it, it's going to be a kind of uh, about the, well, there I'll be talking about the creation of of the of the universe of the world. Right now I'm going to be talking about this cycle. You see that in the, in the description. The, by this cycle, I mean uh, as far as the history that we know and how far that goes back, like all the way back to Sumerian times, right, with the Sumerian text, which I was uh, reading uh, yesterday, and I think I got to the seventh tablet. Um, I haven't gotten all of it done, and I know there's more than just those seven tablets, but that was very fascinating in and of itself. I'm not going to get involved in that right now. I'm going to end up doing an entire a video on uh, a comparison uh, to the creation and um, uh, from different religions around the world in different times, uh, because they're they're um, they're all the same. The, the everything that I found so far, um, the, to my understanding, uh, everything is the same. And the in the Sumerian text that I'm reading is is actually um, wow. Uh, so I'll get into that. I, I think I'll get into that on the 24th. And if I don't. Uh, I might get into it next month as well. I'm going to be doing a speaking engagement unless they cancel it uh, for with the Stephen and Evan Strong uh, that they've been doing. They're on like uh, the 13th or 14th chapter, and they asked me to be a speaker, uh, one of the speakers that is going to be there. So that'll be next month. So that'll be November. So on the on the 24th of October, um, uh, Aaron Fowler, uh, he's his, his crew is putting together uh, a, a paid event. I'll get the I'll get the information up there for you. Hey Rob, welcome, buddy. Um, Rob's in the, in the audience there and uh, welcome Denise. Welcome. If you guys are in the audience, got to say something. Otherwise I don't know you're there. I can see the little thing up there and I can see there's numbers of people, but I don't know who you are unless you speak. Um, so, so, uh, so Angie, welcome. Um, so the, yeah, Sumerian texts, uh, I'm not going to talk too much about that right now because I'm still like, um, uh, getting all of that information in my head because it's almost identical to two of the, um, Two of the of the Gnostic Gospels that were taken out of the out of the Bible, they're almost identical. Uh, and I'm going to do a comparative with that at some point. I'll probably do a video, and it might be my November uh, talking point. Right now, I want to talk about the this cycle that we're in here on the planet um, because uh, of the current events 
of the world. Everybody's really scared about what's going on. It seems like it's the dark darkness. Marcus, welcome, my friend. Welcome, my friend from New York. Um, so if everybody thinks that it's it's darkness that is happening now, and it's the darkest time of, of our world, and everybody's scared because of everything that's going on. And I want to show you uh, and explain to you that the truth is it's the opposite. Okay, I want to talk about that a little bit, uh, and, and let me explain what I mean by that. <clears throat> we as a human race, the entire human population, if you go back, you know, um, thousands of years, as far back as we can remember, say right to and look at prehistory we're still not sure exactly how a lot of people lived for a very very long time but we have a really good idea of more than 12,000 years of our uh, a shot into what we have been as a race of people going back to the building of the pyramids the sumerian time so we're looking at even further back it could be 20 30,000 years right so um oh, Cheryl welcome hi Right. No, yes, Rob, you're exactly right, my friend. Rob said Rob says we have already won and we're winning uh, more daily. Absolutely. And that's exactly what I'm going to get to. That's exactly the whole reason for this show today. And that's why you see that it says what's happening in this cycle and the what, who, where, when, and why. Okay. So we as an entire society of people, thousands and thousands of years ago, um, it was probably at, right after Atlantis or or during that time period or prior. I'm not exactly sure of the time period, but I do know that it was something back then. I believe that it coincides with the Luciferians' arrival on the planet and them taking control of the planet. What, we, what they accomplished is what they're trying to accomplish now. They're trying to regain right now the control they used to have 30,000 years ago. Okay, What they did was they maneuvered the matrix in a way, especially back then when we didn't have any technology, it was a lot easier to do and got everybody to be at a low level vibration. And then and nobody was being spiritual. They immediately took control of all the churches and only you couldn't take any Bible home. You couldn't do any reading on your own. You were only fed what they gave you. And that continued until late sixties here in the United States. Okay. Some countries are still like that. So by doing that, they were able to corrupt the planet and the entire species moved like a pendulum way, way, way away from spirituality. And it was almost non-existent on, on this planet. The people that were very uh, um, uh, prevalent in the churches that were not corrupt were trying to take all of this information out to the people and trying to get people to be converted. We know about that, that that happened. So as that was happening, that's when they seized all the books and burned all the books and, and tried to destroy and eradicate all of our... So this happened more recently. This happened in Roman times, right? And then we had the Dark Ages where they had clamped down control again and nobody was being religious but a small group of people. And those people then took... There's books that the Irish stole a bunch of the books that we have now in history and, and hid them and they hired scribes or created scribes within the, the church and had them recopy all the books. And then when they had uh, two or three or four copies of it, they sent the monks out, go to this country and start a church, go to that city and start a church and then do the same thing and then send people out with the books and repopulate the planet with all of the books that we have now. And that's the truth. That's what happened. So there were some German monks and some French monks and some Irish monks who saved the planet for all of our uh, information that we have. Okay. So then we had the Renaissance, 
right? After the Dark Ages, we had the Renaissance, and that was when basically the, the, the powers that should not be lost control, and everybody became free. And that was when you see in our uh, time all the revolutions, the French Revolution, the different revolutions in Russia, all around the world, people uh, overthrowing the, uh, you know, the, their governments and taking back control, the Australians overthrowing the English, the Indians overthrowing the, the, uh, the English control, Mahatma Gandhi, all of that stuff was only only happened because of a few events which was a singularity event that happened in multiple places on the planet throughout time and that event was what we called the Jesus factor okay it was and if you look in other countries and other religions the name changed from Jesus to a different name but the story was identical okay and um uh, reading, if you read the, the the Gnostic Gospels, I almost said that backwards again, the Gnostic Gospels, you see that accounted there in many different uh, ways, and those were all taken out of the Bible. And there's there's other contexts, reason for them being taken out of the Bible, so, uh, but like uh, androgynous um, uh, father-mother God, right? Um, so being being one sex, um, the you know, and a few other things, there are a lot of other things, but primarily uh, the creation uh, and the ebb and flow of the cycle. Okay. So we swung way over to be not spiritual in any way. And then these characters who the last one was Jesus. So we call it the Jesus factor because the, the last time that it happened on this earth that we're aware of that person's name was Jesus, but there were other names and other places. And I know of exactly seven or, or I've heard 12, but I know seven eight now because I, I'm reading the Sumerian text and I realized that in Sumer, the same thing happened and it was the same uh, deity. It was the same personality with a different name. Uh, and, and if you read the Sumerian text, it repeats itself on, in each tablet over and over and over. It's done in a different language um, um, for a different time. Right. And, and as you listen to it, if you if you sit and listen to it uh, or read it, you'll you'll be hearing names and things that don't make any sense to you because they because they don't. That was in a different time where, you know, like the Anunnaki Anu is in there in the Sumerian text, the, the Naki, the Anunnaki, all of those names that we equate from the Sumerians that we do know are in there. Right. So then it changes and there's different names but the scenario keeps repeating itself and it did that the reason i caught that quickly was two of the or three of the nine books of the gnostic gospels have that same motif and it's the same thing where they're where they're explaining how the universe was set up from top to bottom from the creation to where we are today and those were books that were left out because they didn't center just on Jesus. And that's what all they really wanted. So they kept Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John in the, uh, at the Council of Nicaea. Constantine did that, right? Okay, so, right, Melissa's saying the, the, uh, the earth anew, right? Uh, so, what, and that's exactly a good, very good statement, Melissa, because that's exactly what happened. So what happened was you had this energy, this Jesus energy that came down to the earth and was born in several different places, not at the same time, at different times. And some of them could have been at the same time, but mostly when we track history, we see that they were, they were not literally uh, having two Jesus factors happening on the planet at the same time. But it was reported around the world in all the different ancient civilizations in this cycle, I don't know about the cycle before this because I don't. I'm not privy to that information, like the, like the pre, uh, you know, the pre-dynastic era. We know it was there, but we don't know everything about it. The same thing with the, 
with Atlantis. We don't know everything about it. We just know what the Greeks told us and the Romans told us in the books that we were able to save. So in this cycle, that event happened on this earth several times, and I've heard up to 12. And that makes sense because of the clock face, the 12, the 13, and the 1, the 1, and the 3. Uh, and so that makes sense to, for the for the cyclicalness of the universe and the way it, the way it works. So in this cycle, that event happened, and after that event happened, you see the progression, like I was saying, where everyone changed and they became more spiritual. Not everyone, but people started becoming more spiritual, and the more that that built, the less power that the evil ones had over the control of the earth. And that's where Rob stated. We already won because that was when we won. We won the war and the battles then, and it was the change that is taking a long time because the universe moves slow. We move slow as a society because we're trying to, to get the entire society on board, and the planet moves slow. Everything moves slow, so we're thinking uh, almost the speed of light, so we're like, it's not happening fast enough because it's taking 10 generations for things to happen. But if you look, and I want, and I want to point this out, look back in history at the time, the Sumerian times, the Jesus times, the the different times when the when the Romans were before that, when you had the Egyptians and they were the control of the world, and Moses' time, and and how many people were spiritual compared to how many were not, and then look forward in time, and we had a less number of people on the planet. Come forward now, we have almost eight billion people on the planet, and out of those eight billion people, there's probably six billion who call themselves spiritual in some way. Not just, you know, not just the big three, but it's spirituality and spiritual. When back then we only had maybe 600,000 people on the planet and you only had maybe a hundred, not even 100,000 people, probably more like 10,000 people that were spiritual at all. So the race was way, uh, way off kilter on the pendulum, way out on the edge with hardly any spirituality. In a spiritual sense, that would be called hell. Because the, what the definition of hell is, is the lack, is not being in the presence of the Lord or not being in the light uh, or, or in God's good grace. So to deny the, the spirituality or a religion, that would, that would take you into that place. And some people are still doing that here, right? Uh, Cheryl, good evening. Welcome. So, so we have... Yeah, Rob says there's 16 different texts in the in the Jesus uh, creation. So there's 16. Are you saying there's 16 different texts in the Jesus uh, uh, as the creator? So there's 16 texts out there in the world that actually have that Jesus phenomenon. Rob, is that what you're trying to say? I think that's what he's trying to say. Okay, so so now we know that that scenario has happened many times around the world, and because of that, it was over then, right? And then yeah, Melissa says 12 people, right? The 12 apostles. Right. So you have the I think I think 12 is really the number because the the 13 or the one is the is the center that controls. Jesus was the one with the 12 apostles. Everything seems to be that way. It's like the clock face in the center of the clock is the controller. That's the one or, or the 13. That's the one. That's why they say 13 is the God number. Right. And but they also say eight because the infinity and nine. Right. Is the God energy. But 13 would be the God number, the hex boson, the God particle. OK. Or actually 12 is that, and then using it is you becoming the creator. So that's when you become the one or the or the creation. Okay, so when, yeah, and they all, yeah, they have a character born to a virgin mother, uh, water to wine, walked on uh, water, uh, all of that stuff, the same uh, that Rob's talking about that in the chat right now. So I'm reading that to you guys that are listening in on the MP3 file and you can't see the chat. 
Okay, so all of that happened way back at the beginning of this cycle. And I don't mean like Bakhtun 12, Bakhtun 13. The cycle I'm talking about, say that we're, we're talking the Christian calendar now, the Judeo, modern Judeo Christian calendar in BC, you know, 12,000 BC. Okay, and then you come and it was Jesus was here last, and that was in, in the year, like he died in the year 32 or 31, because that was in the year of our Lord, because he was born, and they start with his zero date of birth as the uh, as the AD which we which we or the BC which we now call BCE before common era right or with common era i'm sorry before common era was the BC and with that meant before Christ originally and now they say BCE because they don't want to you know that offends people who are non-christian i get it it's still it's still counted by that anno domini AD anno domini means in the year of our lord that's the translation from latin to english so that so that that's why they say common era now because they can't use AD anymore because that means in the year of our Lord it's a, it's an abbreviation for that word. So that happened, okay? And yeah, Rob says, "Oh right, the MP3 side, I forgot." Yeah, uh, yeah. There's there's I I have people that are you know that will be listening to this shortly after this. I will post it and it goes out. I actually have more people that listen to that than pay tune in to the MP4 by far triple. Anyway. Some of you that are in here listen there too. I know that. Like Marcus, he's usually listening to the MP3 broadcast. And, and if he can catch me live, he hops in. So, so that happened and we won then. Okay, people need to understand that. And I'm not saying this from a Christian standpoint, though, granted, yes, I've been knighted by the Roman Catholic Church and I'm a Christian minister ordained. So I've been ordained by the Catholic Church as a minister and ordained by a Christian church, Universal Life Church in Phoenix, Arizona. But I'm not. I'm not peddling Christianity. I'm showing you that it wasn't just Christianity. It was almost every religion that you can think of was based on the, one of these events. Every religion that we have currently on this planet was based on an event that was the Jesus Christ event. But it wasn't Jesus Christ, the, the name. The last one was the, the one that happened in Jerusalem. Okay, it's 2,000 years ago, right? 2,021 years ago or so. That was the one. That's the last one. So that's why I refer to it as the Jesus event, because people understand that because there's more people that are Christian or no Christianity than any other religion on the planet. So when you say the Christian, the Jesus factor, they get it immediately. Some people get offended because now they're going, oh, no, no. Now you're saying that Jesus created everything. Well, I'm afraid that Jesus did create everything. It's just uh, his name was something different prior to this last time. <laughs> right. <laughs> Welcome, Sharon. Sharon says, hi, Leo. I'm listening and cooking a dinner. I'll be right back. So welcome, right? So yeah, 2021. Okay, yeah, it's two, so 2021 years ago uh, was when Jesus was born. So uh, in another 10 years is the anniversary of his death. He died when he was 31. So in 2031, it'll be a it'll be a thousand or two thousand years since Jesus died on the cross. Uh, hopefully, I'll still be around for that. Right? That'd be a pretty good party. All right. So everything then was done, and we've defeated evil. And then everybody was becoming uh, uh, spiritual in their own way. A lot of people going to church, a lot of people just waking up, a lot of people just living their lives that way. And the population of the planet grew and increased because we we're getting ready to graduate as a species. But you have to understand that what's happening now is not the darkest time we've ever seen on this planet. It was far darker than this the further back you go. And when you look in history, even just to the 80s, it was scarier in the 80s than this whole thing is now. 
This is just scary because they're peddling fear more than they did with the big bad Russians in the 70s and 80s, having us believe that the world was coming to an end because we were going to blow it up with nuclear weapons. Far worse than any fear that you guys can imagine right now. If you were around in the 80s and you weren't and you were above the age of 10, you know what I'm talking about. If you weren't, you really don't understand how how much fear was in, in this world. We were two minutes to midnight. There was one time when we they had us clocked at 30 seconds. And by that is the doomsday clock saying when the clock strikes midnight, the entire planet is going to die as a race or blow each other up, fire all of our guns in once and float off into space or spin off into space like the Iron Butterfly song uh, goes, right? And then you have to be old enough to remember that because that came out in the 60s and 70s and was popular through into the 80s. But people these days don't know that song. <laughs> so, OK, so now what is happening now is that collectively everyone is going through the dark night of the soul because they've started to become more spiritual. Our entire species is going through that. And what you now have is the powers that should not be who used to be in total control of this planet. 2,000 years ago, say 12,000 years ago, they have lost everything they had of control over the people. And this is their battle of the bulge. If you know uh, military history from World War II, this is their last gasp for controlling, gaining back what they lost. And, and they know that they're done. And they talk about it openly on the news when you hear them uh, They're talking about the Democrats trying to get all this stuff pushed through just here in the United States. And they, they're People are actually saying they know that they're not going to have power much longer. So they're trying to ram through as much as they can and get as much control. Because if they can take the control from you before you take it back, before you realize you have the power and you take it back, they're done, done. And they know it. Okay. So they're pushing super, super hard now. And, and I wanted to say that I'm glad that you guys are out there and you're, you're fighting back. You're saying you're going to have to fire me from my job and you're suing these people. And it's going to, if you guys continue doing what you're doing, they will, they will blink. Trust me, because what's happening already, and they just showed this over the weekend. If you were watching with, with uh, Southwest Airlines, that what it was called. They, the, they had, uh, you know, supposedly nothing illegal happened, but a bunch of the people that worked for that company uh, decided to call in sick all at the same time. They just all happened to get COVID for a day. It crippled that airline and they had to, they had to uh, cancel thousands, 10,000 flights a day. And that was because a small handful of people with a lot of power said no. Okay. And now you have other airlines that are saying, we're not going to uh, mandate that because they saw what just happened. So they know that they, and you've seen the same thing in the trucking industry right now. Okay. The truckers are saying no, and everything's piling up and there's conspiracy theories that our government's doing it on purpose to create problems. There's no way in hell they would want to do that unless they could drive the narrative and say, but they can't hide the ships. They're right there. We all see them. If you watch a baseball game at the San Francisco Stadium, half of the shots that are showing you the bay, you can see the, the cargo ships backed up from the Port of Oakland all the way out to Alcatraz. So they're there in front of people's faces. And when people say, what is the problem? They, they, the government now says, well, there's not enough truck drivers. Why not? They don't tell you that. Well, because no one wants to go to work. Well, no, no. It's because you guys are telling them, the companies are telling them you can't work anymore if you don't have the shot. And independent truckers are going, then I'm not going to haul your shit anymore. So what's happening is all across America, you guys are fighting back. You nurses go on strike. People resist them. 
You don't have to. Be, I'm not calling for any kind of violence whatsoever. But if you resist them, just like you're doing, it's going to change really fast because when the people speak, they're afraid of us. And what they've done is they've turned the tables and tried to get all of you to believe that you're erasable. And they're, they're so scared now that women, moms, soccer moms, are showing up at the at the town halls and they're they're talking to these these people from the school boards and they're like what are you doing you you need to stop cease and desist and now you have the federal government weaponizing the department of justice you need to go and intimidate those people and shut them up from from having free speech and from wanting their children not to be taught something that no one in the society wants and they're saying, shut up and sit down, slave. Go to work when I tell you to go to work. You can't call in sick and have a walkout. That's illegal. We'll arrest you for it. They're doing Now they're going to force, military force. Pretty soon, they're going to start taking people like me to jail for talking like I'm doing. If you allow that to happen, you will lose this country. But it can't because there's too many of us that are, that are spiritual now. And we're beyond the point of their approach or their reproach or their control. They try to get us off the internet. They try to, to take every one of us down. We still keep finding ways on other platforms to communicate, and they can't control it. It's driving them freaking nuts. They just broke the news the other day, two days ago, that during this last election, Mark Zuckerberg spent $500 million, $500 million to pay for putting only progressive Democrats in charge of all the elections across the country, that every state, every county, every city that they could do, he put in five hundred million. Soros put in five hundred million. Bloomberg put in five hundred million. The Hillary Clinton Foundation put in five hundred million, and that's just the ones off the top of my head that I can think of. So they had like four, three billion, four billion dollars that they spent to not rig the election, but to rig the election. They put people in power. They spent hundreds of millions of dollars on commercial ads and, the, and of course, the news agencies to get them and all of the search engines to get you to change your mind to, to vote for someone else. You can call this a conspiracy theory, but look it up. It's coming out. Look it up. You, you can look these things up. Do a little bit of work. Don't look it up on Google, though. You're not going to see anything damning on Google. Mike Bloomberg, when he was running for president, told his own news agency. You guys can't cover me during this. He didn't want them looking into his background and trying to, uh, you know, trying to show that he was not a good person. You can't even look into me because it's my company. So you can look into everybody else, though, but don't look into me. So he, so he used his power, his money, and his platform to make sure that nobody got information about him that was in the negative. But his running mates, people running against him, were quick to point this shit out to the world on national television. So he had to drop out of the race because quickly Mike Bloomberg became not a nice person and no one wanted to vote for him. Because information about his life, his personal life, and the things that he has done and does got out to the people. So, so what's happening is they're getting desperate and they need control again. And they're going, God damn it, we need to shut these slaves up and put it back in their fucking place. Okay, and that's what this is about. So they know if they don't get this done by the by the, the midterm, which is coming up, there are some elections coming up next month. But the but the, the midterm is a year, a year, a, a, a year away now in October in 2022. They know if they don't get total control of American minds before then, they're done and they know it. And why is that? Look around. 
you guys are actually starting to look around and go, what the hell is going on? Everything that you guys ran on, you're doing the opposite, which is normal for the swamp. And it's been that way forever. And we know that it's that way. And we never do anything about it, except last time we voted for Donald Trump because he was not the swamp. And then they spent five years trying to wreck him. They're still doing it because they're afraid he might run in three and a half years. They're campaigning every day against Donald Trump even now. Why? Why are they so afraid of Donald Trump? Because he takes all their power from them. Do you see? So what you have to understand is that this is not going to succeed because it's not succeeding or it already would have. It didn't succeed when they tried to force the lockdowns. People pushed back in this country, right? And and then they tried to shame them and shame them, and they've been trying to shame us. Anybody who hasn't had the shot, you're killing everyone. It's your fault. You're evil because I won't let the government force me to have something in my body that I don't think I need. So I become evil. That's called a choice. So if you're okay with the the uh, government telling uh, me and everyone that I have to have a shot, you should be okay with the government telling you that you can't have an abortion. It's the same thing. Someone's forcing something on your body that you don't want. So all of you women out there who think it's funny that, yeah, they're, they're, all those people that aren't getting vaccinated, they must all be Trump supporters. So yeah, get them. Because if we put the other guys in charge, they're going to get rid of abortion and we don't want that. So you would rather force everyone else to have something done to their body because you're afraid that those people are going to force you to have something done to your body that you don't want. So you would rather put a hundred million people in, in jeopardy of their life in, in danger because you want to be able to have an abortion and you're afraid that the Republicans are going to take it away from you. And the Republicans haven't done that. They never have. The Democrats keep trying to tell you that they're trying to do that just like the Democrats try to tell you the Republicans are, in fact, racist, when the Ku Klux Klan was 100% Democrats. Always has been. From its inception, the day they started the Klan, all the way up to 2 million Americans in the Klan, they were all Democrats, and most of them were Southern white Democrats. Yet, those same Southern white Democrats are telling you that it's the Southern white or any white Republican who is actually the racist. The Republicans are the ones who fought in the Civil War to free you. And it wasn't done with this progressive ideology of uh, Clinton or uh, Lincoln was forced to do it and didn't want to because he wrote a paper that said, if I do this, I know I'm going to tear the, the country asunder. He didn't write that out of that motivation because somebody was forcing him. He wrote it over, I would, I'm, I have to do this, and I know that by doing this, I'm going to divide this nation and the people of it, especially the white Southern Democrats, away from the Northern uh, independents and abolitionists and Republicans. Let's be serious about that. You can call me a racist if you want, but I'm not. If you saw my family, we're very blended, Okay. I don't personally have any African DNA, but I have Native American DNA in me. But everyone else in my family has blended children. My brother has two, has a black son and a black daughter, half and half, right? Okay. So my sister has has Native American and, and uh, Hispanic children because she's also part Native American. Obviously, she's my sister. And her uh, father of her children was half Native and half Hispanic. So we're very blended in my family. We're not racists. 
So just to look at me and go, you're a white uh, old guy, you must be a racist, is, is folly, and, and I laugh at you for it. And then I have freckles. I have the color of every damn race on my body. How could I hate a color of a skin when I have that color on my body? That's me. Okay, so get that out of the way. Crash that car into the tree and get it out of the way. So what's, what's happened in what's going on now is that we have already won, like Rob said at the outset of the, of the show, okay? Oh, you're welcome. Sharon says, I'm back. Thank you for the great programs, right? We'll save and watch again later. Thank you for that. Um, you're the best. <laughs> she said, <laughs> you're the best narrator. Well, I, I, I'm Irish and traditionally Irish people have a great <laughs> way of flair for conversation, right? And being that way, tell storytelling, right? So, but, but thank you for that. Okay. So, so what has happened is we have already won the war against them. They just haven't surrendered yet, and they're still fighting, and this is their death roll. This is their last effort that they have right now. And any time they get close to this, they're going to attack again. That's what's supposed to happen here. So the pendulum has now swung from uh, everybody on the planet being, being pertinent, just about everybody, not spiritual at all. And in this slow 12,000, maybe more than that, it could be going back as far as 20,000, 25,000 years, has shifted to the point where 80 to 90% of the population claim to be spiritual. Doesn't matter if they're religious or not, right? Some are religious. Some go to these different churches and synagogues. That's okay. And then some aren't, and they're more solitary, right? Like the Eastern philosophical ways of being more solitary. And some of them go to synagogues as well. That's a choice that you can have. It doesn't matter what your spirituality is because it's, it's there. And if you're in any way trying to enrich yourself uh, in, 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 a, in a psychological way, you'll find that you have to become spiritual as well. To help, to help fix yourself, you have to acknowledge that portion of the universe because the universe is alive. So to to acknowledge that it's alive doesn't mean that you're that you're, you know, uh, well, I still don't believe there's a God. OK, you can be an atheist. It doesn't really matter. Right. That's like saying the sky's not blue because I'm not looking at it. Well, it's okay. You don't have to look at the sky. The sky's still there and it's still blue. We all know it. Those of us who are looking. So if you want to say that you don't believe in God, that's okay. But here's here's the problem that, that you're going to have. One of the things that is reoccurring uh, in all texts, but outright said these words in one of the Gnostic Gospels was those who those who defy the lamb will not even be able to see the door. And that was the context of that was you're stuck in a panic room inside of a panic room. So people say that this is a prison, but it, it is a prison, but it wasn't built by other humans or other aliens in a 3D world. OK, was not. And that I'll, I'll talk a, a lot about that. I talk about that on my Friday show. If you caught my last two Friday shows, you know what I'm talking about. OK, and you should listen to them if you haven't. Go back in, the, in my archives and listen to last Friday and the Friday before. And uh, when I'm talking about the the alien interview from the Roswell incident in 1947, the interview with the alien that was piloting that spaceship that didn't happen, quote unquote, with my air fingers quoting, which it did, right? And you'll see there where I'm showing how she's trying to propagate the prison system, the penal colony as well. Just like the Dead Sea Scrolls from Zachariah Stitchin was well, he translated those, which I haven't gotten to yet, but I will get to those. Um, not on the show. I'm saying I haven't read all of those to to find out, but I have read some excerpts of what he had said, and I read a couple of, uh, a few of uh, of a couple of websites that one of the guys who said that was debunked, and I said, "Really? Do you have any kind of links?" He said, "Yeah, here's a couple." I read some of that, so I understand 
you know, uh, that that might not have been translated properly. And then when you look at um, the law of one in the law of one, they actually say that that was he translated it properly because that was what it was supposed to be. He was supposed to translate it as. And that was also a lie. OK, so if you've heard if you've listened to me on the law of one, you know why I said that. If you haven't and you haven't listened to my shows at all, and this is the first time, you may not understand what I'm talking about. But essentially, in many different places, you have this uh, Jesus being the Lamb, right? Being the Lamb of God. That's in Christianity, all over Christianity now. So, in so if you go back to the Gnostic Gospels, which were the Bible, the the, the in the Bible, there were there are parts in the Bible in one of the versions of the Bible that was around when Constantine decided we need to get all everybody from all the different churches, the West churches, the Far East churches, everybody. We need to get everybody together, and we need them to bring their official Bible, and we need to sit down and we need to make one official Bible. So they went through all of that and they had the Council of Nicaea, first and second Council of Nicaea. During that time period, they threw out more books in the Bible than there are still remaining in it. Okay, and I've read most of those. I've read everyone that I've confined anyway and know about. I'm trying to find a list to see if I've read them all. When I go online to a list, I have read them all, right? And that's why I started on the on the uh, uh, Sumerian text. And I'll and I'll do any text. That's what I've done my whole life. Now I'm going back and rereading the Sumerian text and realizing how much of it is almost identical. That it is, in fact. 100% identical to two or th to three of the books of the Gnostic Gospels where they're saying the exact same thing. They're just using a different language because it's talking to a different time. And I'm not going to get involved in that right now because that'll be in my documentary that I make on the comparative of those religions and all the different religions and, and show where their origin came from and how the origin is one of those Christ origins, Christ con uh, concept origins. Okay, and in the, the Sumerian texts, the ones that I'm reading right now, the, the tablets I'm on tablet seven, that is every tablet just re, re, re says the same thing. The the language changes because it's a different time, so the name of the deity is different, and so I don't know how many books are going to be in that, but like Rob said, I'm I'm expecting that it's going to be mirroring the same amount of uh, of times that I'm aware that there was a Jesus phenomenon, or maybe even give me the ones that are missing. Um, and I, so I realized as it was repeating itself, I realized the pattern and the words and who was created and why and how and what they created and what they did. Even though I didn't understand the words of the names of the people, I understood what they were saying. I have a knack for picking up languages and, and picking this stuff up. So I caught the pattern, you know, symbolisms and patterns and all that I'm really good at. So I caught the pattern and went, wait a minute, this is the same ver verbiage. As I read in this this book, this book, and this book. That's weird. Okay, let's see where it goes. And then I'm like, this is repeating itself, but it's changing the words as it does. So it's not not so it's giving you the basic words, and then it's giving you the names of each character each time on each tablet as it repeats itself. The name of the character is a different name, but the event that's happening is identical to the first tablet in the second tablet, and then the third tablet is exactly the same. And as you get going four, you know, four or five, six, and seven. It becomes more modern uh, words, and I haven't heard them say anything about Jesus because this happened prior to. But the, it becomes more modern, so the words that you hear are more understanding. And then, as it passes our current location and time, the words start to change again, 
and you can, and I could tell this is now the end of where our understanding is here because now these names that are coming out are different and they're moving and the, and the words are starting to move away from the English comprehension now. Right. And I didn't finish it. because I got too tired because it was late. I didn't get to start on it. It was only 45 minutes long, but I didn't get to start on it until like one o'clock in the morning. So by I by two by quarter to two when it was getting to the end I don't remember how far I got because I think I fell asleep I woke up and said okay I'm done I got to go to bed so I'm gonna get back on it tonight earlier and I'm gonna start it over and make sure that I that I get that so so this factor has happened but we haven't understood <clears throat> as much as we wanted most of the people uh, um, let me get to why so so what happens is there's when groups of people are trying to take over the earth right and get power. Not just on the earth, but people off world. All right. And, the, and if you read the law of one, you hear about that. But it's not just from the law of one. If you, if you read the Gnostic Gospels, you also get a sense of that. What they do is they convince the population through time that they were created as a slave labor race for some purpose. Gold, diamonds, precious jewels, whatever. You're a penal colony. And a, and a created race, and you're here because you're slaves. And once everybody believes that, it becomes that because we drive the narrative here, right? And that's that's a, a concept that many of you may not be aware of yet. So, but that's how they they take over a, a, a planet and lock them down into that what they're trying to do now. So, in every place they can fit that narrative in, they want to tell you you're in a penal colony because there's some truth with that lie. Okay, there's truth with that lie. You are in a place that is created by the creator, not by not by aliens, not by some dude flying in a ship with a Petri dish going, I'm going to put a little of that race in 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 that creator is the creator of the universe who did that. Okay, but this place is, in a sense, a penal colony, but not occupied or owned by an overlord race of people who own us. There's the lie that they're telling with the little truth they're trying to sell when they tell you this. I talked about that on my show because Errol, the alien back in 1947, was pushing the same narrative. Okay? And that narrative is you guys are a bunch of slaves and you were created as slaves, your race. And they mind wipe your soul. That's convenient. And I won't go over that because if you heard me rant and rave for two hours last week and the week before about that, you'll understand it. And you should listen to that. But they try to convince you that you're a slave labor race because the vampire can't come in your house until you invite it in. Because why? It's evil and, it, and, it, and it's trying to prey on you. And, it's, and it, has to be, it has to allow you to know that in a sense. So you have to have free will and choose to open the door and let in the vampire. And then it can eat your blood and drink your blood and kill you. That's the same concept. They, because we have free will, the alien races that are in the 3D can't just occupy and take over this planet. They can't do it. They can try, but they have to do it by force, and they have to kill and murder everybody and beat them into submission. Right? So it's easier throughout time because if you come from a place where time isn't like this, you can plant the seeds in people in different times, and you can tell them you're a slave race. So to answer that, because there's a, always a 50-50 balance in the universe, the Jesus phenomenon happened. And it worked better than theirs did. So now they have this blitzkrieg. They have this, this, you know, the, this uh, uh, battle of the bulge where they're trying to convince everybody that is on this side of the spectrum. 
I watched that change in people history channel, the, the history channels, uh, um, uh, ancient aliens paints that narrative every week. When you watch a show, always the last thing they say is maybe we were created by, uh, by, you know, uh, aliens to be a slave labor race. That's what they're pitching. Okay. So, so that, so that's the wrong narrative, but that's what the channel wants. That's what their guys, that's what their whole priority is about. It was the same thing with Gaia. Gaia went the same way, went down the same road, very draconian. That's why David Wilcock left because he saw the same thing that I saw, right? I didn't, I wasn't working for them, but I saw that they were doing it and he left because of it. He'll tell you that openly, right? And then they, of course, tried to ruin his life. Right, Julie says, oh, damn, sneaky. Hello, Leo. Yeah, right. I came in on, on Wednesday instead of, I'm, I'll be on Friday as well, but I'm going to start doing a Wednesday show if I can get away with it. Okay. So what's happening to us, I need, I need to, I can't emphasize it, it uh, enough for you guys to realize that we're not actually in the trouble that we're in here. We're only in trouble here if we, if we become complacent and we don't resist. Okay. And I know that the people will because the people in this country, at the very least, are already doing it. So I want to encourage everyone to stand up and have a voice because we have the power. When we as the citizens say no, the government says, oh, oh okay, 100% of the time. They tried to show force. They made this, they, they blew this January 6th thing up into the biggest uh, 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 hostile takeover. It was, the, it was a revolution by the peasants, the, the ones that are the slaves owners and want to put us all back into chains as slaves. And, and, they, and they're the, that cult leader, the orange guy, and, and then he's up behind the whole thing. And, and what did he know? And when did he know it? And, but yet, wait a minute, we can't let anybody who's not a Democrat look at the, the tapes and the investigation. What, what, I'm sorry, what? No, no, no. You guys, you guys that are on any other party besides ours, you don't get to see any of the proof that we have. Just take our word for it. We're telling you. And then they had to change the narrative as to what exactly went on when people started leaking information out to the public and it went public. And then they were like, oh, well, OK, it wasn't that bad. But, you know, like the fact that they were the FBI had people ordered by our federal government in the chat rooms of these organizations they're trying to pin this on and they were trying to stir up this thing to happen. They were planting the seed to get people to storm the Capitol. That's proof that you can look that up. That's real. That's real. That's why they stopped and went, Oh, wait, 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 no, no, no. We didn't have anybody in the FBI in there. No, no. They had to change their narrative because once it got to that and people said, we want to see what the FBI was talking about there. A whistleblower came out, and here's the email, and this is the suspected FBI agent, and that's the one that was trying to start the trouble. Why were they doing that? Who ordered them to do that? To what end was that done? Right? So there's a lot of questions that aren't being answered about this supposed insurrection where where crazy, uh, lunatic, fringe, uh, cult-following, bigot racists uh, were attacking the and trying to murder everybody in the Capitol building when they leak the information with some of the videos. And all you see is 10,000 people walking around like they're in a museum looking at everything and filming the other people that are filming them while they're filming them and where they all are. And then they're taking selfies. 
and nobody was destroying anything. Nobody was was fighting. There was no pitchforks. There was no tear gas. There was no guns. But outside, where the cameras were, there was all kinds of that stuff going on, but they still didn't have proof. And the only thing they could show was guys showed up wearing body armor, and they were trying to assault the Capitol. Who didn't notice them coming in? How did they get all the way up there without anybody noticing that they're dressed in, in combat gear, full combat gear? Who are those guys? Right? They get they get you know Chewbacca boy, the guy who came in with no shirt on and a big and a big fur coat with a Viking hat on, painted his face red, white, and blue. He's the, the worst that you could come up with. Not those guys that were wearing um, face masks and, and tear gas and and wearing you know uh, uh, breathers, respirators, and, and freaking body armor. Helmets, body armor, they were dressed for combat. How come none of those guys got arrested? That's weird. Did they all disappear into the crowd? I mean, they were pretty well seen. Everybody else was wearing blue jeans, T-shirts, and, and waving the American flag. It wasn't like you couldn't spot them in a crowd. Where did they disappear to? They just disappeared. Did they, like, take everything off and they were dressed like Superman inside and had different clothes on? And so they took it all off. How come nobody found their clothes if they took it off and hid? They didn't. They just walked away. No one got arrested. None of those guys got arrested. Where'd they go? And you got to ask a question as to when that girl got shot. I've seen the video. I have the video. There were two armed police, Capitol policemen standing next to her. Standing next to her. They came up the staircase next to her and they were standing there. And she climbed up and all those people were there. They said, okay, let's go. And he was, and he, so he's standing there. The guards are standing there. They got the, the thing barricaded for the other side. There's a cop in the corner that nobody knows who it is. Cause he's the one that shot the girl in the, in the face supposedly. And there's another one halfway down the hallway. Who's dressed just like these guys in tactical gear. And he's down at the other end of the hallway and he's peeking around the corner. So these two guys decide to leave with a whole bunch of uh, crowd of people standing there filming everything. They decide to walk off as they start to go down the stairs. They get about four steps down just as they turn, you hear this guy go, come on, they're leaving. And they heard it. They had to have heard it because they were there. And I heard it on the, on the tape. Let's go. And everybody runs over and starts trying to beat on the door and break the glass. And these two guys stop and start watching. They didn't turn around and try and stop anybody. They turned around. They're just standing there watching them do it. And then the girl gets up on the window because one of the guys hit the window and broke it. And she grabs the window and starts trying to climb through. And you see this guy hiding behind the, in a little alcove right next to the door. You see his hands come out with a handgun and he fires a bullet and she goes over backwards and falls down right next to the two guys. Did they try to, to in any way help her or, or render CPR or render assistance knowing that she has just been shot, apparently? No. What they did was held the crowd back while the guy who was the controller, the one who said, come on, they're leaving, let's go. He said to everybody, pointed at her, quick, film this. So not quick, call 911. Hurry up. We need to, oh, my God, this woman is injured. We need to get her to an ambulance. It was the cops holding everybody away from her so nobody would be in the shot so that everybody had a clear shot to take photos and images of this woman laying on the ground. And she didn't have any blood on her face or in her anywhere. And then all of a sudden she did. And I was like, that was odd. And I rewound the tape and she had no blood until she wiped her hand on her face and there was blood there now. It came off her hand, not off of her body. I watched it in slow motion and I went frame by frame. I don't believe that woman was shot. I don't believe that woman is dead. I believe that is entirely staged. Why? Right while that was happening, the taller of the two guards who pulled the smaller guard away who was going to actually try to render assistance to allow the cameras 
turned and looked down the hallway. And when he did, the armed guard that was down at the other end of the hallway was running towards, because there was a shot fired, he was running towards the guy. And that, that guard looked up and saw him, and you can tell that he did. He didn't recognize what was happening. He saw someone running at him with a gun, and he lifts his gun up and points it to the window. Then you see recognition in his face. Oh, that's so-and-so that I know. And he brings his gun down like this, and he looks at the guy, and he gives him this look like, what the hell? And points to his watch. Like, are we on time? Is this where we're supposed to be in, the, in our skit? Why would he do that? Why would he, why would he go, oh, oh, it's you. Oh, hey, hi. Yeah, hey, listen. What? Oh, am I missing something? That was what he did. He, pointed, he put his hand out like, hey, what the? And, and then pointed to his watch. Like, is this the t- supposed to be happening now? Why would he do that? Are we supposed to be on break in five minutes, dude? Is lunch coming? You wouldn't do that. You're in the middle of a freaking riot, supposedly, and you have 10,000 people storming the building. And why would you react that way to the dude that you see down the hall? So, so I found that very odd. And then they left. They turned off the cameras, and then no one knows what happened. So we don't know if the guards, they turned and ran down the stairs. So they left the body there. They left the woman there dying, and everybody was just standing around filming her. Nobody was calling for, oh, my God, call 911. And, and then, then the tape ends, so we don't know what happened, whether they did that. They claim they called 911, but the ambulance couldn't get to her, and then she died. And Nobody has seen her body since, and they don't, don't talk to her family. Their family won't talk to anybody, and the family's disappeared, and everybody's disappeared. Sounds like somebody got paid off. Just saying. Watch the tape. Watch the tape. I did a video on it, I think. I think I went live and played the tape, so check that in my archives. Okay, so there's a lot of questions that need to be answered and these people are doing this. You have, you know, being told all these guys are paying hundreds of millions of dollars to make sure that the right people are in the places to count the, and work the machines that, to make sure that they're all progressive Democrats, not any Republicans in all these swing states. And then all of a sudden, all these things are happening. So it's so then they laugh because there's, well, every time we look, there is nothing that shows that in any way they stole the election unless you look at the entire large picture all at once. If you look at one little teeny county, oh, well, somebody screwed up their Martha. Was She just made a mistake. Cost, you know, a thousand votes. Yeah, but Joe made a mistake too, and that cost another thousand. And then over here in this other county, Sarah made another mistake, and that was another thousand. And this person over here made another one, and that was another thousand. And by the time the state was counted, those mistakes they made added up to the exact number that Joe Biden needed to win that state. And why were those people even there? Because they seem like they're moronic. They, they don't know what they're doing because they're screwing up. Well, they were paid to be there by the Democratic Party and the donors to the Democratic Party. That's weird. That's what they're finding out. So there is no lo- one little thing that you can say, look, they rigged the election. But if you look at everything they did from start to finish, and it's all coming out now, you start to see that. And they're still trying to paint the orange guy as crazy because he's still saying, yeah, but look, there's more stuff coming out. You can't hide behind it forever. Because it's coming out. So eventually the news is going to have to report on these large findings because they're like huge, right? Huge, 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 ginormous, bigger than you ever thought um, things that they did, but they weren't illegal. So they'll get away with it because they weren't illegal. Now, Texas passed a law that says they can't do that anymore. So you can't fund these places and counting places if you're if you're going for only one party. So they're going to make it 50-50. So I'm not saying that they stole the election. I'm just saying that they enabled the system to fuck up enough to where the election was askew. 
should be redone completely and everybody should have to show ID and show up and get one vote. And I bet there'd be a completely different outcome today. And it would be. We all know that because buyer's remorse. Look what's going on with Joe Biden. Everything he said he wasn't going to do, he did first day. Right. And you guys are figuring it out. And if you're not, you got three and a half more years. We'll see how bad it gets. Right. So by the time we get to vote for a, another president, we'll see if how many of you, if this president's still in office or if he's still alive, uh, we'll see. Because Kamala Harris, where is she? She's nowhere. <laughs> she's not doing anything vice presidentially at all. She's not doing a single job she was given. She's skating away from it. All she does is laugh. And then she just got caught filming a commercial with actors pretending they weren't talking about going to space. And it was, oh, my God, it was, the, it was like watching William Shatner back in the 60s playing Captain Kirk. In fact, it was worse acting than that, if you could imagine that. Right? Everyone jokes, even, even William Shatner joked about how campy he was back then. He had to learn to act. You know, it was his looks that carried him, and then he had to learn to act. So he did, but he still has an acting style that's kind of like that. And we li- and those of us who are sci-fi fans, we like it. We think it's funny, right? That's his style, and it's cool. But she was the worst. She's the worst act. I've seen, I've seen um, pornos with porno actresses that at, pulled off a better act, and they're just on there to, to show off their body and be, and be the attraction for everybody to see some guy with a big schlong, uh, you know, uh, give it to her. Right. So neither one of them have to have a brain. They just have to have the guy has to be cute and have a big schlong. The girl has to be hot and, and whatever, and then have sex. But then they have to have lines. Otherwise, it's just they're, they're having sex. You have to have the interlude of, well, what's next between the sex? Otherwise, it's not really a, a pornographic movie. It's just sex scenes. So they have them try and act, and most of them can't. And some of them learn the act over time. And, you know what I mean? But most of them don't really care. You don't have to. You get rich just having sex. She did a worse job than those people. And she was trying to act. I was like, oh, my God. I just watched that tape earlier. Yeah, the giggle queen, right? <laughs> right? So we don't want that to be our, our next president. And then the next in line from that is Nancy Pelosi. She's been dead five years. She's a walker. She might even be dead longer than that. She's a walker. So we're in trouble right now. We just have to ride it out. So those of you who think I'm a lunatic uh, and that I'm this crazy Republican, I'm not. I'm not. The Republican Party isn't doing anything to help anyone. There's a crisis at the southern border, border and most of the Republican Party is complacent with it. We're spending way too much money making, creating too much money. You're going to drive all of our prices up. Everything's going up. You know that. You see it now. Every time you go to the store, that has to do with the uh, how much money that this government is printing. And then if they start taxing the rich people, what are they going to do? They're going to charge it to you. They're going to raise the prices of all their products and lower their uh, their staff so that they still make the same profit. What's that going to do? Create more unemployment, and then it's going to create more higher prices for the rest of us who aren't getting get any raises. Same thing happened under Barack Obama. There was no no wage increase in this country for the for the eight years he was in office. I know because I got priced out of California and had to leave the state. I'm starting to get priced out of California again. I'll be leaving the state as soon as I can get out of here. I didn't want to be here. I came here to take care of my parents and got stuck here. And, and now I'm trying to repair everything that was done by my stepfather when he destroyed my mother's credit and everything uh, and, and you know, fix mine as well because I'm, I went through a bankruptcy. Get all this uh, in order so we can freaking move, right? So I'll be doing that as soon as I can handle it. Get out of this state, move into a free state in the interim, right? But you guys need to understand 
that we already won and that we are winning now. And now's not the time to sit down. Now's not the time to get scared and sit down. Now's the time to stand up and, and tell them no. You don't have to cause a riot. You don't have to start burning things down. like Because they'll, they'll make it hideous if you do it. If it's their agenda, you can burn the whole world down. So you Black Lives Matter people, you guys can do anything you want and you won't go to jail. You'll just be let right the hell out. So those of you who are in the inner cities who are, who are also have buyer's remorse and you're thinking, man, this is just not really good. We need to do something about this. I like my freedom. I don't want to be a communist nation. If that's the case in your Black Lives Matter, start burning shit down and hold up signs saying buyer's remorse and let them know that you're not, uh, you know, that you like having the police come to your, to your town. You don't want to see, you go and burn things down, but you want to go home and you don't want people to burn your neighborhood down. Right. What if the white people decided to come to your neighborhood and started burning it down? Right. You guys are burning down uh, shops and stuff in your own neighborhoods. That's just crazy. You should have went to the white neighborhoods. It would have, everything would have been lasting a lot less time. You wouldn't have had to burn down so much. Start burning down the the houses of the of the rich and the elite. Watch how quickly you all get arrested, right? So that's why you guys don't do that. You don't actually take it to the man. You say you are. You're not taking it to the man. You're not burning down Walmart. You're not burning down Mark Zuckerberg's house. You're not burning down Google complexes, right? You're not doing any of that. You're burning down Taco Bells and McDonald's and shit. Neiman Marcus. What the? You guys are shitting where you sleep. Stop doing that. That's stupid. Everything is on film, and eventually someone's going to get tired of it. And they're going to start rounding you guys up. You know that. So you're so stop doing it. It's dumb. You can make money other ways that's illegal and not get caught than having people see you on camera. Come on, man. That's stupid. Go back to the way we were all making money selling dope and shit under the table. We made money doing that. Lots of money. You guys can still make money doing all that. Gang banging, you know, all the shit that you were doing before. This, you, know, you could join the mafia and the mob, whatever, man. You can all do all kinds of illegal shit to your heart's content. Right, that's it's not burning your own places down that you eat and that you go to. Don't do that. That's stupid. So, what's happening now is the death thralls, and it's like an alligator or or a crocodile, and they got a hold of you, and they're trying to shred you and keep you in control. So they're giving you that roll on the bottom of the water. They're rolling over and over and over and over and hoping that you're going to run out of air before they do, and that's what they're doing. But all you have to do is stand up and say no. No. And now people are doing it and they crippled the airline on the weekend, just one airline. Then, and now the guys, the trucking industry has the same problem. So you, once you start seeing less food in the, in the shelves, in the supermarkets, that's when you're going to realize that these people are standing up for your rights now. And you're going to get mad because they're going to demonize them and say that they're killing people everywhere. Cause they already started doing that with, with the vaccinated and unvaccinated, because if I get the shot, then I shouldn't be worried about COVID at all. Right. And the president said that you, that means I can't transmit it to anyone. So I should not be worried about COVID at all. If I get the shot, I won't get it and I won't transmit it to anyone. So why am I concerned with other people getting the shot? If they don't want to get the shot then they die. It's their own fault. Right. So stop harping on it. Move along. You don't need to be afraid of me. You have the shot. If I sneeze on you, you won't get it. The president said so. Oh, wait, <laughs> that's right. The president lied because that's not actually the truth. Because you can get it. You, your chances of dying from it become less than 1%, which is what it is anyways. Look it up. Do the math. So the shot doesn't do anything that your body doesn't already normally do. It's just whether or not you get you know, on it. And so to, here's the thing you want to ask the question. There are, there are things, drugs, 
that are out there that we know other than hydroxychloroquine that actually help you get over COVID in three to four days. Why are the hospitals not using those on all the patients when they come in with COVID? Why? Why are they still putting them on ventilators and leaving them set until they slowly die and not giving them these drugs that we have developed? There's six of them that other people in the world are using and they're eradicating COVID. Chinese did it. They don't have COVID. When the when it does pop its ugly head, they give everybody hydroxychloroquine and a couple of other these uh, I don't know the names of right now off the top of my head. So why is it that uh, the government, knowing these things were there, Donald Trump took some of the stuff. It wasn't hydroxychloroquine; it was something else, and he got over it when he was the president. So going all the way back to a year ago today, we had the the ability to save everyone from dying from COVID. Yet this president and all of the hospitals in this nation has allowed 500,000 Americans to die from COVID unnecessarily. You have to ask that question. Why? Because most of you don't even know that there are medications out there that cure COVID. Even if you're in the end stages, you get it in your body and within a day, your lungs clear up and then you have to fight off the virus. And that could take a week or two but you don't die from it. These are real. They're really there. And the governments and hospitals are really not giving them to anyone. You need to ask yourself that question. Why are they not? Look into this, America. Look into this world. There are medications that cure COVID. Some countries know about it and they're giving it to their people and it's working. This country won't tell you about it, and anytime someone brings it up, they get mad and say, you should have died. Joe Rogan got COVID. He talked to his doctor, and the doctor said, listen, there's these other things that we can give you that's medicine that will cure it. He says, then let's do it. I don't want to die. And he gave it to him, and he cured it. He was, he was, not, he was COVID-free three days later, just like the president of the United States a year ago. What did they do? They didn't, you didn't hear anyone go, what the hell did he take, and why aren't we giving that to everybody else? They were like, he must follow that orange guy. Yeah, he should have died. He's one of those guys. He's one of them. Right? Yeah, I know, Denise. Once you're on the ventilator, you're done. She says, once you put, once you, once you're put on the ventilator, it's all forget it. It's all you know. It's, I hate all this. I know. I agree. Right. So, but here's my here's my thing. Right. Here's my point to that. Yeah, today, uh, today, even if they have a cold, the flu, it's all uh, labeled COVID. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Denise just said that. I should have put that up on the screen. Right? 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 Claytonic, I'm going to put your uh, up here and read it to everybody. Right? Everything happening today is is BC or because of the arrival of the of the. Uh, Planet X binary star system. Period. Dot. <laughs> uh, in in some in, in some sense, there there I, I will agree with you uh, in that the vibration of of certain objects does change the vibration of the Earth and the people on it. Um, because like the moon being there when it's full, the vibration is more intense. Some people 
feel that vibration from the moon. And some people uh, gain more energy at that time. One of those people, I'm ruled by the moon. So everybody says I'm a werewolf, you know. Uh, you could lock me in a in a, a black room where I can't see, and I can tell you when the full moon is, because I'll f- I feel the energy. So so it is. So there is some uh, weight to what you say with having a planet uh, that comes in that might cause some chaos. The Romans believed that Mars, uh, whenever Mars was close to the Earth and it was really big, Mars was their god of war. They believed that when Mars was close to the Earth, that there was great upheaval on the Earth, and in in fact. If you trace from that time to this, it is exactly the same. So they, there's something to that. So I don't doubt what you're saying. I give you some some kudos there, uh, Claytonic, that it, you know uh, that it, it is possible that the vibration of a planet getting closer here is causing a change uh, in in the vibration of, of the people here or their psyche. Absolutely. So, you know, all these factors combined, you know, we're ebbing and flowing with the universe. So, you know, absolutely different time of year. Think about it. I mean, look at when winter as opposed to summer. Right. I mean, you know what I mean? Depending on what type where you are on the planet, your winter is at a different time. Australia's winter is when America's in summer and, and vice versa. Right. So they have Christmas in the sun and we have Christmas in the snow. So it just depends on where you are. Uh, and then they do. They would have, uh, you know, the opposite way around. Right. So. So that so yeah, I can see that some of that would 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 be part of everything that's going on, and I I believe that that all has to do with this coordination of the universe itself and the structure of the cyclical nature of this solar system that we're in, this this galaxy that we're in, this universe that we're in, and all the other multiverses. I and I believe that everything affects everything. Absolutely, we all affect everything, and we all affect affect each other, right? What Julie says, oh boy, newsflash, five dead, two injured in a bow and arrow attack. Nothing more yet. Oh Lord. Is that just, was that on the news for real? <laughs> That's crazy. Why does the moon roll across our sky every night? 180 degrees. Ah, good question. It's because the moon itself, the way that the moon's orbit is, and compared to the spin that's on the moon, when it does a rotation around, we only see one side of it. It does turn, but we only see one side of it because the side that's facing us faces the planet and it rolls with the planet. So when you come back around, right? So, yeah. So what caused the great flood that Noah is in back? Well, see, there's good, there's good questions. Let's go on down the road from that, right? So so there are theories about that, right? Um, there's there's a theory that, uh, that we had um, a planetary body get too close. Right. You had, you know, some some uh, atmospherics thing happen. We used to have decaliters and decaliters, hundreds of decaliters of of water in the ionosphere a long time ago. And the, the proof for that is all of the guys, Copernicus and all the guys. How is it that they were able to see the things uh, on the moon and other planets around our solar system with a little telescope when we can't do that today? The, the answer is the deluge, okay? So if there was all that water up the, up in the atmosphere, there they say that, one, there was a possibility, because it was 70,000 years ago or so, when they had a volcano that erupted, a big one that almost wiped out the entire population of the planet. At the same time, we were going through an ice age, right? And we were coming to the end of an ice age, so there was a ton of water frozen on the northern and southern hemisphere of the planet. So the green belt was really close to the equator. 
So then there was a volcano that erupted, which caused a temperature change, and the gases punched a hole in the ionosphere. This is theory. I don't know for certain, but we don't know. But it, it, it punctured the ionosphere, and all the water that was up in the, in the sky, in the heavens, rained down on the earth. And because there was so much water up there, it took 40 days and 40 nights for all the water to get down. Now, it also warmed up the planet. Right by the volcano erupting, warmed the planet up. So before it got cold from the smoke covering the sun, it started melting the the ice caps because the water was warm. And so then it started melting the ice caps, and the sea rose. And you had your deluge. The sea rose fifty feet and the or more, uh, and uh, the water fell from the heavens for forty days and forty nights. Those are theories as to what happened. To, to cause the deluge. And some would say that it was, you know, the, the, the people who want to say we were created as a slave race was our slave masters deciding that too many of us were starting to wake up. So they decided to kill us all off so that all of our souls would escape our bodies and get caught in all of their nets and be mind wiped again so they could be reborn on the planet and not know what's going on. So there's a theory for everything, right? So, um, Right. And, and because, okay. And there's that. He said, no, because we tilted on our axis and that happened all at the same time. The planet tilted. And that was when the Atlanteans, according to Thoth, the Emerald tablets of Thoth, the Atlanteans were playing around with the, the, the equation three, six, and nine and those energies. And they disrupted the, the planet from turning and stopped it. Well, when that happened, what happened? The, the the inertia, because there's molten lava and the crust is, is floating on the molten lava, when the planet stopped turning, the crust kept spinning. And because that did that, it disrupted the the, uh, the natural balance of the planet, and they had to turn it back on and jumpstart it. By the time they did that, they shifted the pole, and, and the pole now was in a different place, and it flashed flooded, and all the frozen water was now at the equator. So it all melted at the same time. So, so it could have been two different events. It could have been that event, and that flipped the planet up over on itself, and it flipped back up. And we know that happened because the Romans were around at that time, and they wrote about it. So there is history of the day that the, the earth rose, the sun rose in the east and set in the west, then rose in the west and set in the east, and then the, the third day rose in the east and set in the west like it normally does. So the only way that could happen is that the planet literally had to flip over on its axis and continue to spin the same direction or the opposite direction, right? So everything went haywire and went really bad for a, a 24 to 48-hour time period. And then that's how they flash froze Atlantis because Atlantis was in the in the warm zone but the pole shifted and Atlantis ended up at the south pole and, and it flash froze that's the theories right um so yeah and that would have taken out most of the population of the earth as well just by that happening so there are different theories out there right uh that that uh, put all the all those things in perspective and we really don't know it's speculation we don't know for certain we do know that there was that that happened we do know there was a deluge. We do know that the that the the ice melted and the sea rose. Though that's for real. We can we've tracked that. We just don't know what the cause was. And there's several uh, theories as to how and and what happened. Yeah, that civilization is showing uh, right now on Google Earth. I have hundreds of pics. Yeah, because it's starting to thaw out and you're starting to see it. Right. Yeah, that's they can't hide that forever either. In Antarctica, yeah, they can't hide that forever. Uh, yeah, that's starting to thaw and it, you're, there's spaceship that's sticking out and. Uh, and, uh, you know, some of the civilization, people are starting to be able to see through the ice and realize that it, it, there was a whole big, huge, giant city there, right? 
Yeah. That's the, yeah. See, and then, you know, there isn't but one thing that could tilt the, the earth on its, uh, uh, another magnet object equal to a greater magnitude. That was what I was talking about where somebody came through, right? Some meteor or a planet came too close to us and whoa, over it went. Uh, uh, so that's one of the theories to, uh, of that. You're absolutely right. That in that it's almost had to have been something like that. Correct. And that, you know, you would, you would say, what was it that, that they said there is it uh, um, Tiamat, I think is the name of it. And Tiamat is the one that almost hit us that caused that. And it's, and it's late. Tiamat's late to come back. And I think that's what you might've been referring to with planet X, but I, I think those are two different things because planet X, I think is more of the Niburu, you know, um, but I don't know for certain because none of us really do. We all just speculate over it. Right. I, I have I have people that are massive with their tongues hanging out and blood running from their eyes. I'm not sure what that refers to, but did you talk about some of the stuff from uh, Atlantis, maybe? Um, thank you. <laughs> Denise says, I love when you're on. Thank you. Um, so. Yeah, so there, there's many different theories as to all these different things and how they happen to us. And we'll figure them out eventually, right? Um, we'll, we'll get that. That's just like, uh, you know, like when Moses parted what they thought was the Red Sea, they now believe it was the Reed Sea, which is in that area. And uh, there again, uh, um, uh, Clayton, you would, you would uh, uh, see that when he parted the sea, uh, they say that there was a meteor again that flew really close to the earth and specifically over the Reed Sea and its jet wash or gravitational pull, uh, if you will, actually was what came down and created a wind that literally opened up a channel uh, in the Reed Sea for them to walk through at the exact moment that God said he would do something. Now, who knows? I mean, they, they may have been camped on that shore for a month trying to figure out how to get crossed. You know, the Bible makes it seem like they walked up and, and, and you know, and Moses walked to the front of the line and put his arms up and, and the sea opened up and everybody walked across. We don't know if that's the exact timeline that that happened, but they do know that, it, that oddly enough, at that exact moment, they have tracked a meteor that it was a near miss to the earth that flew by in the exact moment. Is it, is it God's will? Is it luck? Right. I mean, literally, is the Christian religion born out of the luck of uh, the exact day Moses left with the uh, with everybody and got away from Ramses uh, because a meteor went by and had that meteor not flown by the whole course of the human history would be completely different. We don't know. It's very possible. You can go crazy thinking about all the possibilities and making up all the scenarios in your head. So. You know, and here's, you know, look at the 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 river will run red with blood. You'll have the locust plagues. All of that we know now was caused by, and they even knew then, was caused by a volcano that erupted upstream. But it all happened when God told Moses it was supposed to. So was this an alien that made the eruption, knowing that these things would happen as a recourse of or, or because of the uh, eruption? And then they put, spoke into, into Moses' ear and said, today's going to be locusts because they saw on their radar screen that locusts were coming in. And then the locusts came in. And then they poisoned the crops and then they had the, you know, the green death and, and go inside and paint the walls, you know, around with the lamb's blood and everybody stay indoors. And, and the, only the firstborn son of the Romans will, or, will, or the, the Egyptians will die because Ramses said, kill the firstborn son because of the prophecy that one of the sons of the Jews was going to be the, the, you know, the Christ or the savior. 
And right. And so that happened prior. And that's when Moses got saved because of that. So here's your cyclical. This is the cycle again. Here's your cyclicalness of the universe and what goes on here. The fact that there was a story told that one was going to be born to destroy or to set the people free that put in motion the evil person who wanted to keep everybody enslaved, giving an order to murder all of the firstborn son, which in turn killed his firstborn son. Right. So they did it once with Moses. They tried to do it again. And Moses said, no, my God will put that onto you now. It was a reflect, like a reflect spell, if you're into spell casting. And whatever he said was going to be his own demise. And that was what he warned Mo Moses about. So then he did do just that. And then they, then the, the poison killed his son and all the other firstborn sons of, e of Egypt. And that, that freaked out Ramses. And, you know, and he said, take the people and go. And then he got pissed off because his wife, who was also evil and wanted to be married to Moses, talked shit about him and questioned his manhood for allowing Moses. And now she's mad. She'd rather have Moses dead because he wouldn't have anything to do with her. And he's married to another woman. So she got into Ramsey's ears and called him a pussy and said, you're going to let them just walk away. So Ramsey's charged after him with his whole fleet to try and kill them. Right. So. Is that a coincidence? Is that a divine intervention? Is that alien intervention? You have to decide for yourself. That's what we do here. That's one of the reasons we're here. We're here to make up our own minds of what we believe. And so because of that and because of the doctrine here can is 50-50, is, is even though the, the evil people uh, as opposed to the good people are only like 80-20 or 90-10, uh, evil being only 10% or less of the population, but they get a 50-50 say. Right. Because that's the way it works here, because each one of us has to make up our own minds as to which which wolf we're going to feed, the good or the bad, the ego or the or the conscience. You know, where, where are we going to lie? Are we going to be a good person in service to others or are we going to be a bad person in service to self? And so you have to have an equal opportunity with everything. So everything is, is 50 50. So whenever you say something good, you're going to have somebody say something just the opposite of that. There is no definitive proof that that does anything. Right. So, so who is it? Simka. How do you say that last name? Yokobovich. Yokobo. Yokobo. Yokobovich. S i m k a. First name. Second. The last name is Y a k. I'm gonna put it up on the screen for those of you, and I'll read it to those of you on the MP3 file. Y a k o b o v as in Victor. I c as in Charlie. H. So it's it's Yokobovich. Uh, uh, Simka Yukovovich had a really good show on this, what, I'm, what I was just talking about, had a series called The Naked Archaeologist. I think I just ordered the book on that or the movie on that. <laughs> yeah, Yokobovic. Oh, so it's not Vich, it's Vic. Okay, thank you, Julie. So you guys should look that up. Right. Take a look at that. Um, I'm going to I'll have to look at it. If it was a video, I'm going to have to look on YouTube. I'm going to write this down. Give me a second while I write this down, guys. So you see me on camera here writing uh, stuff down it's because I'm writing that name down because I'm going to look this up tonight when I do my research. OK. So let me have just a second here as I jot down the name so I get it right. And I will. And I'm going to look at that uh, as well. Whoops. What am I doing here? That's a K. <laughs> Okay, so thank you for that. Oh, and then write the name down too. Okay. 
Sorry for that temporary silence there. All right, so I'm going to look that up because I'm going to take a look because if, if you if you recommend it, I'm going to, I will take your word for it and check it out. So all of that, right, you know, and even what I'm saying here, everything that I've said is really speculation and you guys kind of have to try and figure out what, you know, what it is in your experience, your culmination of experiences, it is that you believe that. So, so some of what I've been telling you now is, is an interlude into my book, The Way, uh, and some of the things that I'm going to talk about in there when I'm writing that. But that's going to be a, a slow burn because I'm, I'm taking my time with it um, because I am going to be putting out a couple of documentaries first. And I'm sure I'll talk about it on my shows. So you guys get a lot of insight. Eventually, when the book comes out, you'll you'll understand some of it. You'll go, oh, he didn't talk about any of this. He saved all this for the book. And some of it you'll go, oh, I talked about it on that one show. This one was that one show about a year and a half back. I remember that, you know. Uh, so you'll get some of it there and, and some of it like that. But I am going to do a comparative uh, um, documentary on the um, all these different religions and the different ancient texts and the similarities, showing the similarities and what they uh, didn't change, you know, how they didn't change, even though the names changed to the places changed, how the events were still the same. Uh, and, and I just decided to do that when I started reading the Sumerian text, I was like, okay, all these texts are basically saying the same thing. Every text I find, no matter how far back I go, it's the same events reoccurring, just being told a different way. And because if you follow me, you know that I speak in metaphors all the time. Most of how I speak is in metaphor because I'm knowing being a speaker and you want people to understand you, you have to speak in metaphors because you have, you're talking to a broad range of education on our planet, right? So different people in different cultures learn different ways and have a different, uh, you know, uh, a psyche and a different uh, entire outlook on reality, right? Than you do. Not everybody has the same look from where you were brought up and how you were brought up, the same outlook on reality. If you were brought up in the Western civilization, you probably have a Judeo-Christian upbringing, a Western Judeo-Christian upbringing, right? So you you say and do things that other people don't. If you were brought up as a, as a Jew, or if you're Jewish, I'm not trying to sound you know like I'm calling you names. If you're a Hebrew and you're brought up Jewish, even in America, it's different from the, from the Jews in Jerusalem, right? Same thing with the uh, even the Roman Catholic Church. The Roman Catholic Church in California or in anywhere in the United States is considered uh, a Western Catholic Church ideology compared to Rome. That's why you'll never see an, an American pope, because they're not old, old world enough like the Europeans. They don't think that way. So the, so the Roman Catholic Church here is far more liberal than the older churches. And that just happens anywhere you go where things start being more spiritual. It becomes more liberal because as you become more spiritual, you start to realize that you need to shut the fuck up and leave people alone and they can take care of themselves. Right. And that that's their right to do so. We don't need to be intervening in everyone's fucking life and ruling them. Evil people want control, power and rule. Good people don't need that to satisfy themselves. They don't need that because our satisfaction is in the teach, in the teach, learn, learn teaching. Okay. So if I'm, if I'm talking to you guys and you're, and you're interacting with me and in any way I'm helping you, and then you're talking in the chat and saying things to me that is actually helping me just like you did with Julie did with the, with the, uh, the naked archeologist, just like prior to that Clayton did. Right. When he was talking and leading the conversation the way he did down the road of of different angles and ideas of how the earth uh, had the problems that it had. Right. And I ran down that whole road. 
right? So, and and those are just all theories. We don't know, but we're pretty close. Clayton even said that. Pretty sure the only way the Earth gets flipped over on its axis is something has to come by with an equal or, or stronger force of gravitational pull to yank it off its axis. Absolutely. It's physics, right? And those are theories that it was Tiamat that came through before, and it was real close. And um, I remember when I was a kid, they had a cartoon that was based on that and that it was going to come back and it was going to crack the moon in half because it got so close to our planet that it literally tore the moon in half and screwed the earth up and sent us back into the stone age. Um, and I don't remember the name of the cartoon, but I'll think of it in a second. And it was this blonde Viking guy who had a flaming sword and it was very done in the 2d graphics that we used to have in the 60s, 70s. And I can't think of the name of it right now, but he had this flaming sword that when he pulled it out, it would turn on and there would be this flame. It was like a lightsaber, right? Um, so very similar to, to that, but he was a Viking uh, and he had that warrior mentality and he had a team of people and one was like a Wookiee, oddly enough. One was a, a woman, oddly enough. It was a very similar to the story of Star Wars, only they weren't, didn't have space travel. Right. So, you know, who knows? Maybe uh, uh, what's his name? Read those. Uh, watched that cartoon or read that. Or maybe he wrote those cartoons and I don't know it. I don't remember who wrote those. I'll have to look it up. Well, if I can remember the name of that darn cartoon, my brother would know. He has a good memory when it comes to the stuff where kids and the cartoon names and stuff. He does that sometimes. Right. Um, but it was almost like uh, uh, it was always oh, right there in front of my face. It was just there in my brain. It was um, I was going to say it was like uh, like uh, not Thor, but. Oh, it was Thundar the Barbarian. That's the name of the cartoon. Look it up. It's an old cartoon. The The show starts when the their, their beginning of the show with the roll in the credits shows you this, this meteor come flying by and crack the moon and disrupt the whole planet. And and now he's trying to right wrongs. And he gets this woman who's a magician. She's a, a magic user and a, and a, and a, and a Wookiee kind of character. That And the three of them go around and, and you know wreak havoc on bad guys. And it was based on Tiamat flying too close to the planet and destroying the moon, cracking the moon, which changed the ecosystem of our planet because now we had two halves instead of one whole. Uh, but the, it was not a lot. didn't kill everybody because it was still the moon. It just was separated now. So it was slightly dimmer uh, gravitational pull. All right. I'm going to get off here because I've been on here longer than I was just going to go for an hour and I went for an hour and a half. Um, so I, but I, I was going to go at four, but I was distracted. There's a lot going on for me today. And I have somebody that's trying to get a hold of me right now that I need to talk to. Uh, so I'm going to get off here and I'll be on Friday. So two days from now, four o'clock, we'll be doing alien interview and we are on what part 12 there, I think, or part 13. I'll, I'll look that up. I think we're 12 or 13. Uh, and we'll continue with that, uh, on Friday. And then I'm going to try and do a Wednesday show and keep it for the Wednesday and do a Wednesday show where we talk more spirituality. And I'll have a few guests that will be on. Uh, and if not, I'll just take your guys' questions uh, like we did with Clayton. And you guys can run us uh, and ask questions. And then I'll tell you guys, like, oh, I'm going to have Miguel on. Uh, and you guys can come on and ask us both questions. And, and we'll see what we'll do and get two, three people on and, and have you guys ask us questions and run with what you guys want to know about. And we'll talk to you guys about that. But coming up on the 24th, I'll get the link and I'll put it in the uh, description. I don't have the link right now or I would just throw it up there for you to see. So I'll put it in back in the in the official description. So if you come back and look at this, it'll be at the bottom of the description. There's a, a webinar that we're doing on the 24th of this month, which is a Sunday. Uh, and I'm going to be a speaker. I'm speaking the second. Uh, it starts at, um, what do they say, 1 p.m.? Yeah, 1 p.m. Central Time. So I guess that's 12 my time, California. 
Uh, I'll figure that out too before beforehand. But it's 1 p.m. Central Time. I'll be speaking at 1:30 to 2 o'clock uh, Central Time, uh, and I'll be uh, talking about the origin of uh, of the, our world. Um, just I kind of touched on it a little bit here, but I'll be touching on a lot more there. Okay. And I don't know if we're going to be doing a question and answer. I haven't talked to the, the powers that be who put it together. I was just uh, someone, they, they said, we need somebody to, to speak. Uh, you know, do you want to speak? And I said, yes. <laughs> Same thing with next month uh, in November, I'll be speaking for uh, with another speaking engagement, paid engagement. Uh, you guys will have to pay to see it. And that'll be the uh, chapter 13 or 14, I think, or 15 of uh, uh, the uh, um, stuff they're doing in Australia about our ancient origins. It's Ancient Origins uh, uh, chapter 12 or 13, I think, or 14, something around there. Uh, and that'll be next month. They're doing one this month as well. I'm hoping to get them to come on because uh, I think it's coming up uh, soon. So I'm going to try and get a hold of uh, Stephen uh, uh, or Evan, actually, Evan Strong today and find out. So because I was supposed to, to promote their uh, show for September and I had horrible issues with my Wi-Fi. We had the fires going on out here. You guys know about that if you've listened to because the, they're all flying over my house in and out of the, the, the two military airports that are just south and east of me uh, and to go and fight the fires. And every time military planes of any kind fly over, it disrupts my uh, my Wi-Fi. Sometimes it kicks me all the way off and I have to reboot. Um, but now that that's under control and we're going in away from the fire season, uh, and we don't have so many sorties going out, my, my stuff's back to being able to broadcast. Um, I just need to get, you know, away from military bases. It seems like everywhere I move, I have a military base next to me <laughs> my whole life. Crazy. All right. Namaste. I love you guys. Pass this on to everybody. Uh, and, uh, and be, be ready with questions on Wednesday and even on Friday. I always, when I'm live, I like to interact with you guys and, and because I think that's what it sh we should do. That's the only way that things happen properly is to actually have interaction instead of just doing documentaries. And you guys don't get to hear what, you know, or ask questions. All right. Namaste. Have a great night. I'll see you in two days. I'll see you Friday, 4 p.m. West Coast America time for Alien Interview, part 12 or 13, wherever we're at uh, in that. And um, have a great day. I'll see you guys. Peace.